Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Are we ready? You're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse on iTunes and all major podcasting platforms. You're listening to only the best internet radio station in the world. No, the universe. Welcome to a fresh edition of Motorcycle Madhouse. We got a great show today. We are going to have a special guest coming on. We're going to get deep and down into the weeds on why politics should matter to bikers. Now, I think that the chat room is going to blow up a little bit because, let's face it, politics ain't the most, uh, how can we say, popular things. And with everything going on right now in this country, we are so divided. It is pitiful. Pitiful, man. And what I find funny is Americans are divided because of Lying politicians! <laughs> but we allow them to lead us through uh, a path because of ideology and all that good stuff. But everybody, I'm welcome to the new season, man. It's awesome stuff. We're going to be talking a lot. I'm going to have the phone lines open after the special guest. So make sure you get involved in the debate. You can call in. Welcome everybody into the chat room, the live chat room. We got a lot of the good guys coming up. It should be a great one today. But first, let's get a hold of our uh, guest here. And uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to dial her up right now. We're going to have us some fun, guys. It is snowing like uh, hell out here. Hopefully, if you guys see Jack Frost, do me a favor and kick him in the nuts because we got all kinds of snow here. <laughs> Hello? Hey, Jane. How you doing? This is Hollywood with Motorcycle Madhouse. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, hey, you know what? I got to give you a big welcome. Got to give you a big welcome. You know, I forgot. I forgot. But anyway, Jane, you are with <laughs> A-Bait of Minnesota. Am I correct? Yes, I am. Rock on. What is your position there? I am the state coordinator. Oh, we got a big 
Gahuna on the show today, the state coordinator, <laughs> rock and roll. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the interview, how you got involved in A-Bait, uh, why A-Bait's so, so important, all that good stuff. Well, I got involved in A-Bait way back in the early 1990s. Oh, that's when um, mostly awesome. to get together with people and, and have fun. And eventually grew into helping with fundraising. I was product manager, state products manager for a few years. I was in charge of our ABU, which is our big training weekend for a few years. And then decided to uh, try another step. Rock on. Well, you know what? I'm sure ABATE of Minnesota really appreciates all the work that you put in. And being there for them, you know, without Abate, guys, we'd have all kinds of helmet laws, all that kind of good stuff. Abate is there uh, fighting for you. So if you're not a part of Abate yet, get out there and get on it. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, Jane, you know, I, I wanted to talk about why politics should matter to bikers. And I wanted to get your thought on that. Why, why should politics matter to us? Well, politicians aren't mind readers. So if we think that they know what we want to see or don't want to see, they might be voting for something that other people are telling them to vote for. If we don't voice our opinion, they're going to vote on somebody else's behalf. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if grandma down the road thinks that everybody should wear helmets and they talk to their legislator, grandma's going to get the vote. If right. we don't contact them and say, hey, we're the ones that it directly affects, we don't want that, mm -hmm. then they're going to see our side of things. Right, right. Now, how would you recommend talking to, you know, you talk to them all the time, representatives, senators, but what about normal, everyday bikers who haven't uh, tried reaching out to them? And right now, this is a pretty divided country, and I think uh, right now, more than uh, anything, it's important for people to reach out. The best way to contact them is to call or write a personal letter or send a personal email. Mm -hmm. If you don't want to do that, if you don't feel confident in doing that, you can do the form letter. We will occasionally have form letters sent out and just say, please forward this on. They don't get near the attention. Mm -hmm. But if you take even a form letter and rewrite it in your own words, that will have a bigger impact. Mm -hmm. no. And if they get to know you, then they will even call you and say, hey, what do you think about this that just came across my desk? Right. And you have even more say that way. Now, what do you say to people that uh, say, well, you know, I've, uh, you know, written or I tried calling uh, my representative's office and all I get, well, for instance, uh, a form letter. It's like my opinion didn't matter. What we've seen is that a lot of times the first time you will get a form letter back. And if you reply again and say, okay, thank you for your response, but how do you really feel about this? Mm -hmm. The more you write back to them and more personal, their response is going to change. Right. Mm -hmm. And the more they get to know you, we have people that will call them up and say, hey, can you meet me at the coffee shop? I really want to talk to you a little bit more in depth about this. 
Right, right. Well, ABATE is a lobbyist organization, so I'm sure that you got actual direct contact with the representatives, uh, which is great for the biking community, because there was actually something that uh, concerned me this week, and it came out of the National Transportation Board, and everybody's going to laugh at this one, but they want to make it a national mandate for those who ride bicycles, wear helmets. Now, if that goes through, what do you think they're going to try to do on a national level with motorcycle helmets? Exactly. That's going to be the next thing in line. And a lot of people don't look at those types of things mm-hmm. and how one small thing leads to something bigger. Right. You know, do you find, uh, how can I say this, left-leaning politicians or right-leaning politicians are the ones who... Really, you know, because I've seen some down in Texas, and I believe in Missouri, the governor vetoed a, a helmet law bill that everybody wanted patched or uh, passed. And is it more of the Democrats that are for making people wear helmets or Republicans? I really can't make that distinction. I think it's more who has constituents that actually talk to them. Mm-hmm. So it can go either way. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what I've seen, it can go either way. Now, in Minnesota, we have one day that we set up appointments with all the legislators, and we bus people in from all over the state to meet at the Capitol and talk one-on-one with their legislators about the issues for that year. Right. Now, with somebody uh, just signing up for, say, ABATE and is really into it and wants to get out there, work with representatives or lawmakers, how do they go about all that after uh, signing up? On our website, we have a link that you can click on that will take you to find out who your legislator is and how to contact them. It's got the phone numbers, the email addresses. And all that is just quick link, and you can easily contact them that way. We also have a program to encourage people to get a hold of their legislator, where if you write to them and get a response back, other than a form letter, something that actually states something, you actually get a right-to-ride patch. Mm -hmm. A right-to-ride patch. To encourage people to, yep. Rock on. Now, you know, politics is a a strange animal. And with the elections coming up, we got the House up for uh, re-election. We got the Senate. We got the president. What do you say to people? Now, you work with ABATE and you work with a lot of these uh, legislators. What do you say to people who Mm -hmm. say their votes don't matter? Oh, they definitely matter. And the more you contact the the legislators, the more they understand who you are and what's important to you. Um, I was amazed. I was told years ago that if you go and visit face-to-face with any of your legislators, they will remember you, and I didn't believe them. Mm -hmm. I did that at Biker Day, and months later, that legislator had uh, a, a meeting with the public, and I showed up, and he looked directly at me and says, I remember you mm-hmm. from months before. So they do remember who you are. They remember where you stand. Right. And it, it really has a big impact, and they know that there's others 
that weren't able to be there that you're also representing. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, does Abate work? Because one of the biggest issues, I believe, in uh, the biker community is motorcycle club profiling. Does Abate work with any of the legislators on that? Yes, we do. Can you go a little more um, in depth with that? Uh, it, has it been a friendly reception about the concerns of police profiling? It it has, and it's been one of our topics when we go to the Capitol for a few years now. And we actually have one of our legislators in Minnesota who is ex-law enforcement who has actually signed on to the bill for anti-profiling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's a huge thing that, that we can see, that if somebody from that position is saying, yes, we need to check into this, um, that that's a really positive thing. Right. Now, do you, because I know we had a resolution against it passed in the U.S. House and the Senate, but that's just a resolution. Is there any inroads of actually making a law to prohibit motorcycle club profiling or biker profiling? That is being worked on, and right now what we're seeing is that some of the states are taking it on individually, and there's, I think, five states now that have actually passed laws against profiling. And as that gains momentum, then we're getting more federal attention. Mm -hmm. Now, how is it 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 for ABATE having to go against these uh, police organizations that have their lobbies as well? Well, when you can kind of roll it into other groups that are getting profiled also and help get their support, you can gain a little bit more momentum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that helps sometimes. Now, um, what other groups would you roll it in with? Oh, now you're going to catch me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what you know what I always say is if you want to know what it's like to be a, an African-American, all you have to do is put on a, a club patch. Let's put it that way. Right. Yeah, know? yeah, right. So would you get, uh, say, the NWACP involved with this, uh, ACLU? You know, sometimes you get people stepping up that you didn't even realize were going to step up to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, other other groups of people will, will tend to help out um, and, and sometimes shock us that, that they're willing to step up and help out. Right. Well, you know what? I was hoping, because this past week I did a story... Where and actually, this kid he would just got done with uh, army recruitment and stuff. Uh, got into the national guard and he got pulled over out uh, east. And mm-hmm. they say he was not allowed to carry a firearm. And this guy is perfectly legal the whole nine yards. And the reason why they said because he actually had one, he was renewing it, but they actually said the police t- uh, denied it. Because on his social media, they seen pictures of him with a, quote, outlaw biker gang. Now, that is concerning, and I'd figure the NRIA would jump into this, but I guess they got bigger issues to deal with. But something like that, it's outrageous. It is. It is. There's a lot of outrageous stuff happening. And a lot of people don't realize how much stuff is, is going on without... Them realizing how, how we're getting it back.
that. Oh, hold on, I got a. Uh, I'm doing that call there. Go ahead. Hello. Uh, we got. Hello. The, yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. <laughs> I got disconnect. Go ahead. You there, uh, Jane? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, we just got a call in there. Uh, but uh, anyway, we go back to that one. Uh, down in Texas, they also had an incident of profiling where they have a law. It's a gang law where they say, well, if you're on this gang uh, task thing or whatever the hell it is, uh, that you cannot uh, carry a firearm even though if you're legal. And I was just wondering if ABATE is uh, getting involved in that. Well, ABATE gets involved in some of that. The problem is ABATE of Minnesota isn't directly connected with ABATE of Texas. Mm-hmm. So ABATE of Texas will fight the battles there. We'll fight the battles in, in Minnesota. Um, we work kind of with each other, but Minnesota, we haven't directly had that type of issue so much happen yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's hope that, you know, because I know IMRF is out there, too, that they get involved. But yeah. I, I know with ABATE, uh, you know, you guys are to go, too. But, you know, this country is extremely divided right now. What do you think could have caused all this? Attitudes, maybe? Um, we, we have a lot of us and them and... In ABATE, we get a lot of internal fighting, and you throw that nationwide, There's there can be even more issues. Mm-hmm. But some of what we do try to look at is when a state passes legislation that worked, we'll look at wording to try to adopt that and follow suit so that we're kind of on the same page getting things passed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and try to help defend each other. We'll also put out call to action and the MRF is really good at that on the national level to put out a call to action if something's happening in other states. So at least you can voice your opinion to their legislators on how you stand. Right. Now, I got a question from inside the chat room from CMF. Does ABATE assist with profiling lawsuits? We don't do much as far as legal. Mm-hmm. We just um, we just had that question from in there, and he was uh, just wondering if uh, you guys did uh, help out in that. I'm sure, you know, amicus briefs and all that stuff, when it eventually gets down there, uh, it might happen. But uh, going back to this country being so divided away from the biker stuff, uh, it, it's just amazing how the rhetoric has heated up. And, how, you know, your personal representative or, or senator, how are they dealing with something like that? Again, we deal mostly with, my biggest concern is is Minnesota as far as Abate's concerned. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, we're watching D.C. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I'm just Um, talking about on a personal level, not with Abate or any of that. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's not just, we're divided across the U.S., and then we also have to watch what's happening worldwide because that's going to affect us too. So we've got this domino effect coming from every direction. Mm-hmm. And that, I think sometimes people get, yeah, go ahead. 
No, go ahead. I'm listening. No, go ahead. Keep I, I going think with sometimes people. I, I think sometimes people get just overwhelmed with everything that's going on in their personal lives. That some things get left out as far as group rights, as far as the motorcycle rights. People get tied up with their own personal issues and finances and start ignoring other things that are happening out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, let's swing it back around to uh, pro- motorcycle profile. And why do you think it's so mm-hmm. bad today compared to the way, you know, you came in in the early 90s and I did too. It was a little bad back then, but not as bad as it is right now. What do you think is leading up to that? Um, some people are still hanging on to things that happened way back in the 60s and still bringing it up. And there's this whole outlook that these bad people are still around from way back then and we need to stop them. Mm-hmm. And you think that these young kids that are just coming up in law enforcement... That's the image that they're getting? Well, yeah, and, and of course, TV doesn't help. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get the Sons of Anarchy and and things like that going on. Right, right. Um, I, I can agree totally. But sometimes, you know, because I catch heat over this one is, uh, you know, I know the pro- motorcycle profiling exists. I am 120% behind motorcycle club rights to wear what you want, when you want to be either able to gather the whole nine yards. But sometimes I do believe, you know, some clubs, you know, you might want to stop what you're doing because it makes it worse on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's that's a point I've always tried to push is if you're not out there doing stupid stuff, stay out of the freaking news for us, will you? (laughs) But then you have to look at the fact, too, that because one or two people are doing something wrong, it makes the entire group look bad if, the, if certain people see that. Mm-hmm. Where maybe a lot of the rest of the group is just fine and basically law-abiding, and you've got somebody that stands out, and then they're going to attack those people and attack the entire group because of that. Right, right. Well, I always say it. It's only a few people. See, I always laugh, and I actually laughed uh, about a week ago when the Department of Justice came out with a thing comparing motorcycle clubs to cartels. Now, that is just ridiculous. Anybody who knows anything about uh, the streets and cartels, them people are just animals. And when it comes to the clubs, they're not nearly on that level as cartels are. But it is only a few people that make a club look bad because I know a lot of clubs don't want the attention. A lot of that stuff ended up in uh, the 80s, mid-90s, and they were tired of all the attention. So it's only a few people doing it. From what I see, yeah. Right, right. Now, you know, let's get on to uh, some personal uh, opinions with you. I got some strong opinions on this stuff. With this, uh, <laughs> oh, good. With the impeachment proceedings uh, taking place right now, do you believe that's taken away issues that are actually supposed to help the American people? Like uh, 
the trade agreement and all that, USMCA? Yeah, I, I think that's, it, I mean, vote him out of office next year. Let's drop this and get back to work. Right, right. I think it's a waste of time. I think we need to get back on track and actually deal with the issues that matter. Exactly. You don't happen to have Ilar Omar as your rep, do you? <laughs> How is she playing no, out of Minnesota? I don't. <laughs> How is she playing out of Minnesota right now? Um, you know, we we are concerned about asking for her um, help on any bills that we have going through with motorcycle rights because we're afraid they'll get shot because she's not. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on. Hey, guys, don't be calling in until uh, I get uh, done with our guest, man. You're killing me over here. You're killing me. My line's lighting up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I truly believe that this impeachment stuff is just way out there. I think it's partisan when they took, you know, that vote and not a single one of the, uh, actually, uh, two of theirs crossed over to us. And USMCA is huge for me personally because, you know, I'm a real big union supporter and unions have mm-hmm. suffered so much. And a lot of people say, well, them union, they're lazy, this. It was the unions who got you the benefits that you have today. The 40-hour work weeks, the vacations. If it wasn't unions, you'd still be in the mid you know, the uh, medieval ages out there. And I really believe that they need to stop playing politics with, you know, it's a sham. Actually, Sarah Carter just came out today and said, well, indictments are about to roll down uh, from this FISA thing where it just basically proves there was a whole setup. And anybody who has any type of uh, common sense can see what they tried to do to it. But I really do think that not only is it tearing the country apart, but it is killing what we really need done in this country. Yeah, it, it's a huge distraction to uh, actually accomplishing anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one final question. Why? Do, and I just spoke on that. Why do you think bikers should, uh, you know, why should they be, uh, how can I, uh, cynical towards, uh, you know, it's happening on a national scale. It was happening to a private citizen with this FISA where they were spying on a U.S. citizen. Now, bikers, they're the first ones to say, hey, Don't trust the government. They do this and do that. And it's always a conspiracy theory to everybody. But we're actually seeing this play out right now. So why Mm -hmm. should we be concerned with what something like that's happening? You know, we have to know that we're always being watched. You know, Big Brother's out there. And we're always on the front line. We're not backing down. We're out there. We're obvious. We need to watch ourselves mm-hmm. because the government's going to keep coming after us because we don't back down. Right. Now, do you think that's why we're targeted as bikers? Probably. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. We, we don't run and hide when they come after us. We stand up for ourselves. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now, what do you say to uh, some uh, private citizens that say, well, you know, you're just full of crap. That's not what's happening. Personally, they can't know unless they get on a damn bike and ride down the road. Next thing you know, they see those cherries uh, popping up behind you and those sirens. Right. 
Mm. So, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of people that don't believe that that's happening. And we we all know it firsthand that we're profiled everywhere we go. Right, right. Uh, now, you know, again, final question. I know I got you on here, but I can talk to you for, uh, <laughs> you know, a couple hours uh, about this type of stuff. What kind of legislation is uh, eBay trying to push down the pipeline right now? Well, right now we're still working on the anti-profiling. We're working on keeping our helmet law at, at bay, keeping it as is where 18 and older can have choice. We're working on the, the E15, the dedicated pumps for ethanol-free fuel so that we don't have to go to the mixed pumps and end up with ethanol in the first, you know, two to five gallons. Well, that's going to make somebody mad in Iowa. <laughs> well, you know, but we're not asking them to stop the E15. We're saying, give us a dedicated pump mm-hmm. that we can use. Um, and the hands, we have a hands-free bill now where you can't have your cell phone in your hand when you're driving down the road. Well, you know, you that, that, for distracted driving. that is an awesome law because you know how many people are killed on bikes each year because of that. You know, I actually read an article where in Germany, they take driving so damn serious. You can't eat, you can't be on the cell phone, nothing, or they'll take your license away the first offense. But I think cell phones have caused more freaking uh, accidents out there between cars and motorcycles or semis that it's ridiculous. I think they should be charged with manslaughter at that point. Yeah, and this was one way to work toward higher offenses for distracted driving was to get that hands-free bill in. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, you know what? I really appreciate having you on, Jane. I hope you had a good time on Motorcycle Madhouse. A-Bait, you rock and roll. I'm a big supporter of A-Bait. I'm actually uh, a member of A-Bait of Michigan. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Hot Rod, I'll be uh, calling in talking to him in a minute. But A-Bait, you mm-hmm. guys know how to party, okay? You guys can party. I had a- out of all the parties I ever went through in the clubs and all that stuff when I was a clubs, A-Bay rocked. <laughs> they knew how to party. We, we try. That's, that's how we get our members started. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Eventually, you, we work them into positions. You got uh, actually a big uh, a yearly event up in Minnesota. What is that event? Well, we have two events. We have our A-Bay to Minnesota State Rally this Labor Day weekend. And then we have another weekend in April at the Holiday Inn in Alexandria, Minnesota, where we have training, free training for anybody that wants to show up. We train our new officers, and then we have miscellaneous training for whatever we decide for an agenda for that weekend. Oh, rock and roll, man. That is awesome. I'm going to have to come up and see you guys up there. Uh, I love going to the A-Bay things uh, because, again, you guys rock. I know I'm going to go visit the Iowa, that big one on 4th of July. Oh, I heard yep. it's amazing out there. So I'm going to go do, hopefully, I'm going to get a hold of them, do a live show out there, and have some fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a good time. Rock and roll, man. Well, I really appreciate having you on, Jane. You did awesome. Had a lot of good talk going on in the uh, chat room about what you've been talking about. So that we did our job. We got people debating. We got people talking. Uh, really appreciate having you on. 
All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Talk to you later. And that was Jane with a bait of Minnesota. What a guest she was. Really uh, loved it as uh you know, I always love when A-Bay comes on. I'm actually going to get a hold of uh, Hot Rod and uh, see if I can get him on here. And let's talk a little bit more uh, about everything. Hey, Hot Rod, go ahead. I know you're in that chat room. Go ahead and give me uh, a call right now. That way I don't have to be dialing out and blah, blah, blah. But uh, anyway... A great show going on right now. I appreciate the comeback, but we do have to uh, give a shout out to our vets. You guys know that Motorcycle Madhouse, we love our vets. You know, without them, there wouldn't be this country that we call America because they're the ones who went out there, served the time, and oh my God, are they the best people in the world. Uh, that and firefighters. Everybody knows I love the, those firefighters. So, <laughs> But uh, let's go to a quick commercial break. I'm going to set up Hot Rod when we come back. Welcome. In a moment, you will meet someone who will take you on a mystery's journey from all over the world. From all over the world. You're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse on iTunes and all major podcasting platforms. Your online radio, the new online radio that makes you happy. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! What's up, everyone? We are back. I got Hot Rod on the line. Let's welcome Hot Rod, people. Hey, Hot Rod, what's up, buddy? Hey, I was listening to that gal from Minnesota. She's trying her butt off to protect and let everybody know what we're doing at Abay and the MRF, which is very important. Mm. And what she neglected to tell you was there's a House resolution called 255 on the profiling bill. Mm-hmm. Well, what's uh, 255 about? It's the profiling bill, which is supposed to protect all bikers from being profiled. Mm-hmm. Now, is it at uh, federal level? Yes, absolutely. It's down in Washington, D.C. And right now, there's only three states that have profiling bills on record, which is Washington, Louisiana, and Maryland. Oh, man. Well, you know, it's a start, uh, but I believe that it's going to take a national law to get this uh, taken care of. How many co-sponsors are on it right now, and uh, do you know who put it through? Yes, we do. We actually have, uh, and which is very important, which you're talking about politics right now, is in each and every state, if you connect with your legislators and let them know that you're getting involved with House, Rule, House Resolution 255, we're all on board. We have well enough uh, votes to get this uh, in in action and to come up with some rules about profiling. Right, right. Well, you know, how bad is uh, the FOP and all them uh, pushing back on it? Well, that's that's their life. I mean, to them, it's like, uh, it's almost like if they pull up alongside of you, pull you over, they take your license plate number. They know exactly every last little detail about you. Mm-hmm. Right. And if that cop 
walks up to your door and says, do you have a gun? And you look at him and go, sir, you know I don't have one because you just run my license plate. Right. Why are you profiling me? I got a do-rag on. I wear my gear. I'm happy in this world that I live in. Why are you messing with me? Well, you know what? That goes to a question that Joshua Craig just asked. Yes, how do we know when we are being profiled versus getting pulled uh, for probable cause or speeding? Well, it's all about your attire. It's about how you how you look. Mm -hmm. It ain't about what you're doing. Hell, I had a cop stop me the other day. I have a new Ford pickup truck, and I hit the wrong button, and the tailgate was down. Mm -hmm. And pulls me over. Well, I got both hands on the wheel. He comes up. He was a young guy. And he says, hey, uh, sir, your tailgate's down. You know, I'm thinking, holy cow, you know, what what I do wrong now? And he was real cool about it. But now, on the other hand, I was in Dundee. got a, I was speeding. Got pulled over. The cop pulls up alongside of me, gets out, has his gun, has his hand on his gun. I have a do-rag on. That's profiling. If you're black and you have your stuff on, if you're a Mexican and you have your gear on you're automatically a bad guy why is that right they need to be trained to come up and approach us mm -hmm. now you know what you bring up an excellent point uh you know that uh jane brought up in the last segment and she said that you know these cops they got an image in their head or these people got an image of in their head that how bikers are now when you went down to uh, the Florida Confederation of Clubs, yeah. you, you've never really been around the club scene and stuff. What did you get out of that? Do you buy what they're pushing? Hollywood, when I was down there with these different guys, this was the very first time I ever was involved with so many one percenter clubs. They are the greatest, coolest, Guys, you will ever meet in your life. The women clubs were there. We had Christian clubs that were there. Ain't nobody, nobody going to mess with you unless you're a clown or you do something disrespectful. Right. Well, there were some awesome clubs there, you know. Uh, you had uh, Sons there, you had Outlaws there, you had Mongols. Everybody was uh, really getting along. And you can't buy what they're pushing, people. you got to actually go around these guys and get to know them. Stop being scared. Because, you know, uh, Hot Rod, a lot of people, they complain about uh, protocol and stuff like that. And they get that off the Internet or they get that off the shows because they really don't know what these guys were about. Oh, absolutely, man. And, and I tell you, when you hooked me up with that national vice president of the Sons of Silence, and he came down and, and, and was very cordial, and he talked to me, and when he when he told me, he said, all right, you're here to do this for Hollywood, you know, to do his videos and stuff. He went up on the stage in front of all these guys and says, this guy ain't no cop. Let him take the videos. Let him t show you what Holly really does on his show. And let him promote what we're all about here. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Well, you know what? I think that's important because 
what we want to do over here at uh, Motorcycle Madhouse. And you know how I am. I'm straight down the middle. I call it out the news as I see it because I do love the motorcycle community so much that, you know, you want to correct that kind of stuff. And the only way to correct that kind of stuff is by sitting down and debating, if you ask me. But when people say that these club members are this and that, they wonder why I get pissed off. And now, you know, we have somebody on air right now, and you said, well, I've never been around that kind of situation, but it didn't make you nervous. Oh, man, I'm telling you, there is nothing better than going to somewhere. You know, and this brings up another good uh, good deal here, uh, Hollywood. If you're somewhere, you ain't got to worry about some freak jumping up and start shooting everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're covered, man. I, I pity you if you get stupid around these guys. Right, right. <laughs> if you're respectful, if you treat a man as a man and women treat each other as women and everybody can say, hi, how are you doing? Dude, how does it get any better? It's almost like being at a party every time you're together. Right. Well, CMF Gates, you know, I'll get back on to that. He just said HR 255 is promoting awareness of motorcycle profiling and collaboration and all that stuff. He says it's stuck in committee. Yes. How do we it's, get it out of committee? You know, I, I actually, uh, Tim Wahlberg, the representative from the state of Michigan, was the initial guy that co-sponsored this, and now we got well over 100 sponsors on this bill. Uh-huh. And believe me, it's something that's coming around and it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And. It's, it takes all of you bikers, everybody that's listening to you right now, to call your representative. Tell them that you want to have some kind of input on why are we being profiled, because this is our way of life. This is what we enjoy doing. Why are you? Why don't you treat me like a person when you come up to me, and instead of scaring me half to death, putting your hand on your gun? Right. That's appropriate. You don't ask that to somebody's grandma or somebody's... Uh, what do you call him? The soccer mom when you pull her over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got that right, man. Uh, actually, going back down to the Confederation thing down in Florida, and I think you said it right where you wouldn't have no animals going in there shooting up a place like you see other places in the country because they know better. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to pay the price. You even get out of line, you're going to pay the price. Right. And one thing that's always been funny to me is with the Leo profiling, bikers are the most patriotic people in the in this country. What do you think? Started bikers. The veterans organizations. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Now, let's, uh, you know what? I have to get some of your thoughts on this. And you know what? We'll probably talk about it this weekend because I'm going to meet you up at the Dells. Uh, right on. Right on. Did you get up there all right? I'm here, man. Is it cold? <laughs> hey, it's, it's like 10 degrees. Oh, my God. You know what? Oh, I ain't going horseback riding. Anyway, what do you think about this impeachment going on, man? You know, I'm an independent. Mm-hmm. And, and from what I see, I, I, I need a leader that would be etiquette, Appropriate. Uh, honestly, there's there's been lies that've gone around. Uh, he's he's a showman. He he tries to sell his goods, 
And he can't do that as our president. Well, that's, see, that's the thing, though. You know, a lot of people say that. We knew uh, right off the bat that he was a showman. But America voted for a change because a lot of these politicians out there, that you know, we call them the elite. They really don't care about us because, you know what, going back to that, everybody is for the USMC, but Pelosi don't want to push it. And it's all because they want to hurt this president. Now, you know, you brought up the showmanship, the etiquette and stuff like that. This country, I think, has been wanting somebody to fight for us, the people. And that hasn't been uh, like that before. I think I just lost uh, Hot Rod, man. Where'd you go, Hot Rod? <laughs> hey, man, you, we're debating here. You can't get off that line with me. <laughs> but anyway, I... I, I really think, yeah, man, I lost you. But anyway, yeah, okay, I think that it's about time we had somebody that fights for us and that ain't uh, obligated to the people that spend all the money. Well, there's a whole lot of that going on right now. I think the American society serves the whole world. If we can't keep the faith that we have with other countries that are backing us, it can make things a little bit different. I, I, I love my president. I, I don't know if I could vote for him again. All I know is that as an American, as a veteran, I would protect this country to the last of my days. Mm -hmm. What do you think about, because uh, 2020 could be a flashing point for this country what do you think about the talk that hey we're on a civil war we're in a casual civil war right now no 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 actually people have a tendency to stick to their sides because of the internet because things are out there they get something in their mind look man go to work get your paycheck Pay your bills, enjoy your lifestyle, and when the time comes, do your homework, pick the candidate that you like, and go with it. Mm -hmm. Rock and roll, sound advice. So what do you think about people who say your vote don't count? Well, see, that's all bullshit, because I tell you what, I didn't even, I ran for township supervisor, right? Mm -hmm. And I lost by 400 votes because I never even campaigned. It was because people knew me. They knew what I was about, and they knew who I was. I'm not going to go to your door and say, hey, man, look, vote for me. You know, here, I'll put a buck of chicken in every pot. That ain't how right. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys that are up there that are our legislators, our senators, our congressmen, these are honest, good Americans. We got generals that sit out there and think about how we're going to be protected by this country so that nobody can invade us. You don't think somebody would like to come in here and take over your studio Hollywood and say, I'm taking over your Hollywood studio because I said so. That had never happened, because, not without a fight, no. but... Right. But... Now, you know, I don't, I want to want to cut you off, but the 255, because I'm really interested in hearing this, is 55, and it's a profiling bill, and it's in there with the MRF, and I will contact you when we, when I talk to you this Friday, Saturday, 
about who to contact about that and get a whole lot more information, brother. Yeah, because I'm wondering if they're going to, you know, try to amend that where, because people getting pulled over and getting their CCW or concealed carry permits uh, taken away because they got a patch on, I think that has to be in that bill. Oh, uh, you know, there's a lot to that bill. Right. Well, you know, I'm going to have to get MR on about uh, this show and talk about that because I think a lot of people now are getting upset with all the profiling. You know, we've reported uh, all the time, and it's just ridiculous. Hollywood, when they pull you over, when that cop stops you, I got cop friends. I, I'm not a big cop guy because I just don't trust them, but I do need them. Mm-hmm. And what I really tell you is, when they pull you over, they know if you have one or if you don't have one. Right. Well, you know what's you know what's funny is when the Republicans had the House and Senate, they could have passed national, you know, reciprocity uh, and stuff like that, and they didn't. So here I got a Utah, which I can use wherever I want. I'm not going to get the freaking Illinois because it's like six hundred bucks, and they did that for a reason. Uh, I, I just think that every time we get the opportunity to pass a regulation like that, the freaking politicians don't do it. They just talk about it every four years. Hollywood, if I was you, as much as you're out there and as much as you talk, if you didn't have a CCW, I'd be disappointed. Oh, I got one, trust me. <laughs> but uh, I don't have Illinois. Screw that. I, I can carry up to the Dells, but I can't carry down here. Oh. Yeah, that's how screwed up Illinois is, man. That's what they, uh, you know, it's a bunch of crotch hats. But uh, anyway, man, I uh, appreciate you calling in. I'm going to be seeing you Saturday, and we're going to have some fun up there, man. Brother, I might see you Friday at the casino. Oh, okay. Rock and roll, man. Rock and roll. Awesome. You know what? We're going to see how you play dice, man. You know, like I said, I'm a dice guy. No, no. I'm going to stand behind you and bet with you. (laughs) Rock and roll, man. I appreciate it. Well, I'll let you off, man. Later, brother. You are on the madhouse. How you doing? Hello? Hey, man, I'm doing good, Hollywood. It's Gunner from out in New Mexico territory. Gunner, what's up, man? You out in the desert, man. How's it out there? Yeah, man. Yeah, hey, shout out to Chief Petty Officer Lafferty Jr. on the USS 4 Sherman BDG-98. Rock and roll. Standing on the line. Man, we tell him we thank him for his service, man. Tell him to be careful. Yeah, they just shipped out. To parts unknown, he says he's on a small boy now. They refer to the DPG as a small boy. Right, right. Uh, somebody gonna get seasick, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot, a lot more on a, a salvage ship like I was on during the Cold War. Right, right, man. Yeah. So anyway, man, I just want to say, man, I'm a political atheist. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in either party. Right. Why is that? A bunch of sociopaths. Mm -hmm. They already got my DNA. I'm already marked. I'm already profiled. I was in the military. Well, yeah, they get everything and everything about you. The truth rocks from the head down. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. And if we let it happen on a local level, we're really going to be in trouble. 
Right. Now, you know, because me, I'm I'm real suspicious of politicians. I'll admit that. Uh, I'm an independent. Uh, A lot of people, they freak out because I used to be a blue dog Democrat. But it's not the Democratic Party that your grandparents uh, freaking knew. Uh, God knows that. Yeah, it's not 1950 when I can get a 20-cent cheeseburger down on the west side of Farmington, New Mexico for 20 cents, okay? Um, believe me, I'm probably more like my grandparents. I think I sent you a picture of my grandfather on an Indian uh, post-World War II a while back mm-hmm. online, him and my grandmother. My grandmother used to ride the fender of that thing to the Oregon coast from Portland. Right. No speedo, of course. No, <laughs> Rock and now, roll. Okay, no, I've been living out west my whole life. Why do I want to relive that shit? I, I like to tuck behind my windshield on occasion. I'm getting old, man. Well, you know, there's some people out there. hard on my cervical and my spine, man. I'm a beat up. I, I got a lot of combat miles, man. I'm beat up Navy veteran. Well, you know, there's some people that would say, you know, if you have a, you know, a spinometer and, a, you know, a windshield, uh, you're not a biker. Uh, you don't want to start talking about somebody. That guy, uh, we won't even go there. So just, well, since you brought him up, though, Article 4, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution, powers held by the people. Mm-hmm. Right. Leaders are leaders are to serve our interests, and leaders are responsible for helping all people, not just a few. Well, you know, it's so good. It, it's good. A conversation. It's good to hear it. Helmet law. It's good to hear that. This is ridiculous. Right. Why? Why are we even fighting for a helmet law? I I'm a grown man, and I I ought to be able to choose whether or not I wear a helmet. The fact that here I am, a Cold War veteran. 100% service-connected disabled from my time during the Cold War, and i got to worry about whether or not I'm going to have mm-hmm. a brain bucket. You have got to be kidding me. Right. I'll tell you what, what happens when they pull me over. And it happens when I'm in a cage and when I'm in the, on a bike. Mm-hmm. I was brought up about the same time you were. Right. Got out of the Navy in 1989. And then I was brought up by a Vietnam Vets Motorcycle Club member. Man, they the best, man, them Vietnam Vets, ain't they? Well, they brought me up. And so when I see anybody from the Cold War War era, Mr. Uh, uh, Other Than Honorable, you know what that means, Hollywood? It means he has no honor. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's funny you brought that up because when I put that out, you had some people say, well, you know, it could have been this or that. No, man, I, I'm not a, I, I'm not in a gray world. It's either black and white. It either is or it isn't. And when you see an other than honorable, he's a piece of crap in my eyes. Well, you know, maybe he got jammed up and he made a bad mistake. I don't know how it went down, but I called that when I started looking at that clown a while ago. It just rubs me to no end, you know. So I guess um, shout out to all the Vietnam-era veterans that are still... Well, we got Judge in the house, man. Judge Judge is a Vietnam vet. We got him in the house right now. Hi, Mac. How is everybody else doing in there? But yeah, we got Judge in the house. Hey, Judge. (laughs) I heard heard him talk, man. I heard him talk, and... I, I was I was brought up in Southern Ohio, down in the uh, Waverly area, down Chillicothe way back back in the early '90s, man. And it was one stri- side of the street or the other, and there was none of this fucking. You get pulled over, you walked up to that trooper and asked him what the fuck the deal was. 
Right, right. Uh, now it's like they'll pull that gun on you right away, man. <laughs> they'll pull. Yeah, they they'll... will. And the local and the local little Barney Fife. I got pulled over in a small town in Washington State in a cage a couple months ago, and I yelled at that Barney Fife through my truck window, and he was yelling at me through his window while he sat, Mister Whatever, and he, and he said, well. By the way, you can't drive and talk on your cell phone in Washington State. Mm-hmm. I said, well, I don't do that. So the minute that guy accused me of doing, doing something that I wasn't doing, it was on. <laughs> it was on. And we yelled at each other for 10 minutes before I got him to back the fuck off of me. I said, you're fishing, dude. So I started picking up black things in the cab of my truck. My black coffee cup. Was it this, Mr. Doff? Right. Was it was it this CD, was it this black CD case that you said you saw from ten feet twenty feet away or wherever you were when you saw me? No, you pulled me over because you didn't see a front license plate. Right. Well, you know how do you? Uh, you only run one here in New Mexico on the back. You know one of the. You couldn't see it because I was pulling the trailer. Right. What do you think is a bet? How the political uh, you know atmosphere is now. Political atmosphere overall. Who's he asking, Judge or Gunner? I'm asking you. Oh, you're asking me. Uh, overall. Yeah. Well, under the under the veneer of democracy. Um. I think it's pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Overall. Right now, do you uh, think that's because of the ruling class? Well, ab- absolutely. There's a ruling class tied to and, and a, tied to the military-industrial complex, and it's all about resources now. And there's a great geopolitical um, changing happening right now. Mm-hmm. Right. We're, we're pulling out of Germany and we're moving into Poland. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For instance. Okay. So, and Putin. If you listen to uh, Vladimir Putin. The big bad Russians that we were all told to be afraid of during the 50s, your generation, Judge. I was born in 1966. Right. Tied of Vietnam War. But the year I was born, 2,500 uh, servicemen had already been lost in Vietnam. Mm hmm. Even Richard, how you doing? Well, you know. Hopefully, uh, things can get a lot better. I think they're going to get a lot worse right now. When you got uh, 75% of millennials saying they're, they're going to uh, support a democratic socialist, they really don't know what the hell they're talking about. Uh, so, but uh, anyway, uh, Gunner, I really appreciate where, you where, have, gun, yeah. where guns go, where guns go, freedom goes. You got that right, man. And I can tell you, New Mexico is probably one of the last holds out states in the country mm-hmm. and that's why i'm here now i've been right. back and forth to new mexico for a long time for 15 years now right rock on uh, man well know, it's getting it's getting to the point rock on man i appreciate having you on the call say hi to our buddy man if you run into him <laughs> <laughs> but i'll talk to you later gunner i don't want to 
<laughs> right? I, I really don't want to. I really, I had to really put myself in check. I called John. I called, I called BD and talked to him. And, uh, you know, he's a Navy vet too. Right. Rock same, and roll. Same era, Cold War era vet, veteran. And, uh, I had to, I had to really think hard about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's unfortunate because there's a lot more to New Mexico than what he's putting out. Well, I heard you know, New Mexico is he a beautiful state. A, he didn't even make an attempt to tap into the essence of the real culture and the spirituality that New Mexico holds. These are ancient civilizations mm-hmm. that are holding on to the religious practices right. in hand-built, hand-built adobe structures from way back when Coronado came from Spain to cut the hands off of the Zuni people. Right, right. So they couldn't pull their bows back. Man. So what that guy's putting out, man, is Boy Scout shit. <laughs> Boy Scout, you gotta love and Maybe it. that'd be a good job for him. Right. Well, Volunteer in his local community teaching young men how to start a fire with flint and steel. There you go. Because that, you know what I'm saying? Right. All right, man. Well, I'm going to let you off the line. I appreciate you calling in, Gunner. It was great uh, getting your man, viewpoints. <laughs> Rock and roll, man. We're going to have a lot of uh, more shows. It is the wintertime now. That's when our new season start on Motorcycle Madhouse. So well, I'm sure we'll have you on again. Rock and roll, man. So that was Gunner. And we appreciate you calling, Gunner, man. It was some good stuff right there. Uh, great show today. Uh, great stuff to debate about. Don't forget, December 2nd, if you're out there, anybody, we're going to be discussing Christian motorcycle clubs and how they affect people's uh, lives, how they, uh, you know, really help the biker community. You got to love them. Got to love them, y'all. You got to respect them uh, Christian motorcycle clubs a lot. So, but uh, I really appreciate uh, you guys being on the premiere live of Motorcycle Madhouse. Uh, Right now, hooligandbikers.com. We are actually in the process of making that website up. We are going to have my uh, personal editorials over there. If anybody out there wants to do an editorial, they can. We're going to be giving my personal thoughts. And also, we got uh, the members-only section. A lot of stuff happening within an insane throttle publishing. We have just grown so big, and it's awesome to see. Uh, all the support that we get from you uh, guys and ladies out there. I really appreciate everything that you guys have done. And uh, it's just awesome, man. It's awesome. So heading into a new season, it's going to be great. Again, December 2nd. You can check the community tab for our shows, uh, the show dates and stuff like that, so you know when we're going to be on. Hopefully you guys like the new setup and all that, and the new mic, and I got rid of that one uh, mic and got this one other one. I spent enough money on it, so it better sound better. So, uh, Hardcore Disciples of Jesus Christ, rock and roll. There we go. We got uh, a lot of our guys in here. That's uh, awesome stuff, man. 
Always be proud of the man upstairs. That's what I say. You got to listen to the old man upstairs. If not, he's going to get karma on your ass, and it ain't that cool. So for those that are in the cold snap, man, you guys keep warm. Again, if you cannot, uh, if you run across uh, Jack Frost, do me a favor. Kick him in the nuts, man. This is way too early for this Arctic Blast stuff here. So with that, I will talk to you guys later. Mac, how you doing, Mac? Town in the house. He down in uh, Texas, man. He lucky. He out there partying with the broads and riding his bike, and I'm up here freezing to death, man. So with that, guys, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for being on the show, everybody. Our guests were freaking awesome today. Jane, Hot Rod, and Gunner, man. That was awesome stuff, man. Love it, love it, love it, man. Until next time, I'll catch you guys later. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7-24-7. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle cracked wide open.